Hey guys, it's Melissa with Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. Today I want to talk to you guys about a really, really important subject and one that is really dear to my heart, and that is getting out of an emotionally or physically abusive relationship. There are so many people who stay stuck in relationships and they're either lying to themselves and telling them that it's not abusive or that it's not that bad or that they deserve it. And the truth is no one deserves to be abused in any way, shape, or form. So I want to talk about what does a physically or emotionally abusive relationship look like? Because you may be in the middle of one and not even really realize that you are. Because for you, this may seem normal. So we're going to talk about what does it look like. And then I'll tell you a little bit about my story and why this is so close to me. And then we're going to talk about who you can call on for help and how to get out of that situation. So first of all, an abusive relationship, obviously it could be physical abuse where someone is hitting you. But often when we say an abusive relationship, that's what people think of. And they don't think about or consider emotional abuse. And honestly, emotional abuse is worse than physical abuse because if someone hits you and you bruise, the bruise will heal. And I'm not saying that physical abuse is okay or that it's any less problematic. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying that the scars for emotional abuse usually run a lot deeper. And to be honest with you, physical abuse and emotional abuse usually go hand in hand. So if you're experiencing one, you're probably experiencing the other. But sometimes people experience emotional abuse and the physical abuse doesn't really go along with it. But if you're experiencing emotional or mental abuse, it can lead to symptoms of a lack of self-worth, having no self-esteem, a lack of independence, feeling like you can't survive without this relationship because honestly, the abuser is trying to put you in that position. They want you to feel like you can't survive without them. Because what I want to stress to you most of all is that emotional and physical abuse is all about power. And that's exactly what it boils down to. It's all about power and the power that people have over you. The person who is the abuser either was emotionally or physically abused themselves, and so they're used to that, and they think that that's normal, or they are just lacking in their self-worth and self-esteem to the point that they have to make others feel bad in order to feel more powerful or to feel better about themselves. And of course, if you're dealing with a narcissist, that's even worse. Um, let's talk about what emotional abuse looks like, because I have a feeling that you may know people, or maybe it's you, who are in emotionally abusive relationships and you just really don't even realize that you're in it. And it becomes really quickly that you get involved in these relationships. From my experience, it became very passionate very quickly and then it was really hard to get out. So some examples of emotional abuse include yelling or name calling, blaming. Um, I know especially this is true if you're with a narcissist. They usually never take the blame for anything, and everything is always projected onto you. So they could spill a cup of coffee, look at you, and be like, why did you made me spill this cup of coffee? When 
obviously you didn't spill the cup of coffee, but they can turn it around and make it feel like it's your fault and even make you feel like it's your fault to the point where you think, oh, maybe it was my fault, and you kind of feel like you're starting to go insane a little bit. They're very good at manipulating and controlling. So that's one of the things they'll do is blaming, also shaming you for things and intimidation. But another thing that a lot of people don't think about is isolation. And someone who is controlling and they don't want you to hang out with your friends or your family, the big clue is when they don't want you hanging out with your family. And part of the reason that that is the case is because your family members don't want to see you and in a, a excuse me, I can't speak today, in an emotionally abusive relationship. And so the more that you are around your family, the more they're going to probably talk to you about how you shouldn't be in this relationship and talk to you about your spouse or partner and why are you with them and they're going to want to talk you out of being with them. And your partner knows that. And so they have to keep you away from those people as much as possible because they don't want you filling your head with... You know, why are you with them? Do you know that they're not treating you right? They know they're not treating you right, and they don't want you to figure that out. So emotional and physical abuse can show up as dominance. Like I said, it's all about power and control. They can humiliate you either in public in front of their friends, telling stories to their friends so that you feel bad about yourself. We already talked about the isolation because they don't want you to have anyone to turn to for help. They might threaten you or threaten your children. Um, and again, a really, really popular tool with abusers is denial and blame and making you feel like you're the crazy one. I remember, and I'll tell you more about my story, but I remember going to a counselor and saying, well, I just feel like I'm going crazy. I feel like, you know, I never do anything right, and I don't know what I did, and I just feel like I'm going crazy. And she said, yeah, that's the whole point. That's what he wants you to feel. You're falling right into that trap. He's trying to make you feel crazy because if you feel off balance, you don't have any power and he wants you to be off balance. So that was an eye-opener for me because I really didn't realize that that's what was happening. I mean, it was I felt like I got sucked into this vortex before I knew it. I couldn't get my way out, and I didn't understand why I was there in the first place. So it's, un, it's really important for you to understand how this emotional and physical abuse happens. You might be a really strong person in every other area of your life, like really successful, has a good job. Most of us are, but what happens is we have very little self-esteem when it comes to our own self. Like it could be body image or, you know, anything to that matter. Like, oh, you know, I don't think I'm very smart or I'm not this or I'm not that. And we constantly tell ourselves that. And for most of us, it stems from childhood, just from things that have happened to us. Um, and that, that was my case, I think. you know. And I didn't really realize that my self-esteem was so bad. Like, I didn't think it was pretty bad. But as it turned out, it was. Um, just because I had a habit of being harder on myself than anybody else could be. And I think it was just because I knew that my parents expected a lot from me. And I'm not blaming them, but they, you know, they just always said, you know, we expect you to get good grades, we expect this, we expect that. And if I didn't live up to that, it's not like they 
said that I was terrible for that, but I told myself that. You know, I felt like I didn't live up to their expectations, and so it was my fault, and that's kind of what led to my low self-esteem. So having that in me was how he was able to get to me, if that makes any sense. So this relationship for me was uh, right out of college, and it was um, my ex, and I, when I first started dating him, when I went out on a first date, there was something that was not right. Like, I felt like something was off, and I think I even said something to my family. I'm like, you know, he's a nice guy, but there's just something not quite right. And that, of course, was my intuition and gut telling me to run in the opposite direction, but I did not listen. And my family, they, they kind of knew him, and they're like, oh, yeah, he's a very nice guy. You should just give it another chance. So I did. And these people sometimes who abuse, they want to get your trust and gain your trust and your adoration. And so at first, it can be very, very attractive because for for me my ex did a lot of wooing and like gifts and just like I was an angel like that's what I was told you know things that you're like you know normal people don't really say that about me not that it you know somebody couldn't but it just compliments that just seemed over the top and it was like he went extra and above to try to impress me and that lasted, I would call that a grooming period, honestly. That's what I, I consider it, is a grooming period, because he's trying to gain your trust and make it so that you don't want to be without him. So there was a grooming period for a few months, and then it quickly, very quickly, went from that to um, things would start happening, like if I didn't make it to one of his events and I said I was going to but I changed my mind because I wasn't I was tired and not feeling very good I was screamed at and cussed out and told I was a terrible person and uh, other names that I won't really say here but it just seemed so bizarre it was like a 180 you know one minute I was just an angel and then the next minute you're calling me names that I've never been called before in my life or would ever even have imagined ever being called in my life and so it began to be things like that and I had signs and I did try to get out but uh, this person also like basically stalked me I guess Um, you know I broke up with him and then he came back around and waited until people were not around to then talk to me and then used manipulation through crying tears that was a big one for me because I'm very empathic and so I don't like to see people cry I don't like to hurt people's feelings so that worked really well with me because I was very um, sad and not wanting to hurt his feelings and so that was how he lured me back in and then just the rest it, it doesn't even really matter what else happened in that situation the main thing is It happened very quickly, it escalated quickly, and it was hard to get out. And it stemmed from the fact that I didn't feel like I was worthy of anything better than that. I mean, yes, I think on the surface I knew that I was, but deep, deep down inside, 
I must not have felt that I was worthy of that because why would I put up with that? So some of you may be feeling the same way or you know people in similar situations and it can be very scary because it is really difficult to break out of. And if you're in that situation, you're probably feeling isolated, scared, lonely. I got to the point that I just became numb to everything else. It hurt too much to be physically present every day because if I was, then I would be able to feel the hurt when he called me names or when he blamed something on me or humiliated me or whatever. That hurt too much. So I just got to where I didn't feel anything. I blocked everything out. The problem is you block out the good as well as the bad. So when my friends and family were around, you know, I was blocking out the love from them. And they said, you looked like a zombie. You would just sit there. We could see you were physically there. Mentally, you were somewhere else. And I was. I totally, I think it's like when your brain just decides to shut down because it's protecting you. That's what I was doing. I just totally disassociated with everything in life because life was too painful. Luckily, I had a lot of family and friends who did not give up on me. But the thing is, you have to be ready to get out yourself. And I finally had come to a point in my life where I just didn't want to be that way anymore. And that wasn't really living. It was the choice was get out of this and fix this or just get out, you know, just stop living, which was not an option for me. I didn't want to do that, and that's against my beliefs anyway. And I, I would hope that nobody ever comes to that point that they would choose that option. But there's so many ways you can get help. You can go to counseling. There's hotlines you can call if you're in a domestic abuse situation. But the main thing that you can do is call on your spiritual team for help. We can call on Archangel Zadkiel. We can call on many of our archangels, but what Archangel Zadkiel can do is to help you see things from a perspective of divine light and give you the strength to let go of abusive relationships. He is a healer who can help us from staying stuck in our own emotional baggage, and so we'll need that when we're getting out of this relationship. Zadkiel can also open the door to spiritual development, which if we can help you know, rely on our intuition more, that's only going to be helpful. Archangel Michael, we can call on him to protect us. He will also help us grow spiritually, emotionally, and give us the courage to make the changes that are necessary in our lives. And that's the thing. A lot of people stay stuck because they're afraid of getting out or their abuser has made them financially dependent upon them and they don't have anything and they say, I won't have anything if I leave this relationship or he's threatened me. Call on Archangel Michael. He can protect you and also give you the courage to make the changes. We can call on Archangel Shamuel because he's the one who helps with relationships and partnerships, and he can also give us the strength to end any hurtful relationships. And Archangel Uriel can give us guidance and transform our lives into something more positive and help us and protect us from destructive energies such as 
negative relationships. And we can ask Archangel Ariel to help bring in people and opportunities that can help us change our situation. She's more than willing to do that. And she can bring people or opportunities if you need a job because you were reliant on your partner or you need a better job, you know, she can bring those things about for us. And I would also call on Archangel Jophiel who helps us to see the beauty in ourselves because really a big part of this is that we've forgotten that we're one with the divine. We've forgotten our inner beauty and that we deserve happiness. So we can call on all of them. Also, Archangel Sandalphon helps heal aggressive tendencies. And we can say a prayer for our partner to help end those aggressive tendencies. But really the important thing is for you to just get out of those situations and those relationships. And so if you know anyone who's going through this, please share this podcast with them and give them encouragement, be there for them and just let them know it can be better. It can be totally better. I got out of that situation. It took me a year, but I got out and I had young children in tow when I did, but I was able to go back to school and get a degree and my life has so much better than it was and I can't even imagine going back to that place. So it can be a 100% turnaround for you, for your friend, whoever's in the situation. So please share this podcast with anyone you think who might need it, who's going through an abusive relationship because it is not a fun place to be and it is extremely difficult to get out. And please be patient with those people because you may be looking at them going back over and over again and wondering, why are they doing this? It is such a difficult thing to get out of because it has so many deep-rooted emotional ties. And I would also point them to the cord cutting that I have on my podcast too because much of it is emotional ties we need to let go. It might even be, you know, something tied from our past life, a lesson that we have to learn. You can help them to break free of that. So I'm going to say a little prayer right now that you can join in if you are in an abusive relationship or you can share this with someone if, if you know that they're in one. You can say this for them and with them. So if you want to close your eyes right now, if you're driving, you don't have to close your eyes. You can just say it with me. If you need to go back to this and say it again, I would do this as many times as you need to. If it's you who's in an emotionally abusive relationship, say this every day, every morning, every evening. If it's a friend, please share it with them. So this is a prayer to end an abusive relationship. We call on Archangel Zadkiel, Archangel Michael, Archangel Uriel, Archangel Jophiel, Archangel Ariel. We call on all of you. I'm feeling stuck in this cycle of abuse right now, and I don't know where to turn. Please help me to see the divine in myself. Please help me to realize that I am one with the divine and I am worthy of happiness. Help me to see the beauty in myself Help me to realize that it is just as important, if not more important, to love myself than it is to love others. Help me to love myself enough to get out of this abusive relationship. Please bring the people and opportunities my way to help me break free. Help me to love myself more and to rid myself of any fear that may be keeping me stuck. I know that God wants the best for me, 
and I want the best for me too. Thank you for guiding me, protecting me, and bringing me the opportunity to help me break free. Amen. All right, well, I hope that if you know anyone who is in a situation like this, you will share this podcast with them. There are lots of places they can get help. I will put a link in this podcast description for a domestic abuse hotline. Um, There are counselors who can help if you want to find counseling. Uh, I offer life coaching. That is also a possibility if anyone should be interested in that. There will be a link to my website in this podcast description. Please know that you're not alone. There are so many people out there who have gone through what you are going through. We love you and support you. We're praying for you. Love yourself enough to know that you deserve better, and I hope you find better. Sending you so much love and light. Thank you for being here with me today. Goodbye.